1: We thought we'd take a closer look at oil. We've been seeing some gains and we asked Neil Beveridge to join us, senior oil analyst at At Sanford C. Bernstein. Uh, So thanks very much for joining us, Neil. We've got a a weekly advance for oil underway here. It seems like the China story. uh, We've seen a number of developments on the easing of COVID restrictions there, that that is kind of dominating the news flow at the moment. Uh, Do you think this is temporary or do you see oil uh, continuing to rise here from uh, lower levels?
0: Yeah, I think we're in for a pretty dramatic week for oil. We've got an OPEC meeting coming up on Sunday. Uh, We've got the EU oil embargo um, starting on the 5th. and We've got price caps coming into effect on the 5th. And at the same time, we've got China potentially... Um, moving to living with COVID, which is all highly significant. So, you know, a lot of things happening in the oil market. um, And I would say on balance, uh, the reopening of China, um, you know, certainly moving a bit quicker than people expected, which is, you know, clearly a positive for for oil. Yes, so many catalysts. um, But if we just categorize, categorize them into demand or supply, which is the bigger force propelling the oil price at the moment? Well I think right now um it's the news on China which is you know having a positive impact I think people expected China would reopen next year, but probably not re- not until the, the second quarter or the uh, the second half. Um, and I think what's happening at the moment is the COVID outbreaks that we're seeing, uh, plus the unrest, is somewhat forcing the hand of the authorities um, in Beijing um, to reopen um, a little quicker. So I think that's certainly driving uh, the positivity in oil. But uh, on the supply side, there are a lot of uncertainties as, as we head into next week.
1: And and what will the impact be of these price caps, G7 price caps, on Russian oil exports uh, over the next uh, few months?
0: Well, I think this is the big debate. Um, you know, we're seeing breaking news that uh, the EU is looking at setting a price cap of around sixty dollars a barrel. Um, you know urals is trading at about 66 dollars a barrel so that's about six dollars below where, where Urals is, is is trading uh you know Vladimir Putin has said he will not sell to uh, any country that implements uh, a price cap and you've currently got about two million barrels a day uh, of Russian seaborne crude um you know going to Europe uh, which is going to be you know under embargo as, as we go uh, into next week I think in terms of the you know impact on Russian crude exports I mean clearly they will try and pick pivot Um, that supply uh, towards Asia. We're seeing tanker rates going up very significantly. Um, So logistically, um, there's a lot of work to do here to make that happen. Um, But in terms of the sort of impacts, um, you know, the Russian uh, government has come out with a budget for next year where they're um, implying about a half a million barrels a day in reduction in Russian supply. Uh, The IA has got it penciled in uh, at around 1.2 to 1.4 million barrels. We think potentially it could be somewhere in the range of half a million to a million barrels uh, a a day of of, of supply disruption for, for Russia next year, you know, which is going to be quite significant. How significant is the dark fleet? Tell us about that. Yeah. So there's about 2,000 oil tankers in the world. Uh, about 200 of those tankers are part of the so-called dark fleet. Uh, so these are vessels that uh, effectively operate with their transponders uh, switched off, uh, largely running um, you know, crude oil um, um, trades between countries like Iran uh, and Venezuela and, um, and, and, and buyers around the world. Um, and I think Russia... Is going to have to call on um, some of the DART fleet to um, shift some of this oil out into Asia. I mean, we think that um, at present. Russia needs about 130 to 140 tankers uh, to really export its four and a half million barrels a day. Um, you know, given the longer shipping distances to India uh, and China, uh, which are materially longer than uh, into uh, Rotterdam um, fr- from Russia, you know, you're potentially looking at 100 to 130 additional vessels that Russia would need to contract. So it's a very, very significant um, um, increase. And you know, I think Russia will be able to meet some of that, but not all of it.
1: One of the other developments this week that has supported the oil price uh, was the comments from Jerome Powell yesterday talking about uh, perhaps slowing down the pace of of raising interest rates and that has had that has seen a big drop in the in the dollar and uh, oil priced in dollars. So if that trend continues. And I'm not sure that, you know, that the picture is all that clear because the Fed is still raising interest rates. Uh, But if that trend continues with dollar weakness, could we see oil creep back up towards 90 and perhaps even higher?
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, dollar weakening is good for um, oil price. Uh, It also, I think, um, you know, may um you know reduce some of the risks around a very severe recession you know as we enter um you know 2023 which is i think another concern uh, that a lot of um uh, a lot of uh, market observers have in terms of demand next year um so net net i think that's um you know that's a positive in terms of where we go on pricing you know Luke, there's just uh, a lot of moving parts at the moment um i think um you know it really comes down to you know how much um, um, oil we see basically taken off the market by Russia in the short term uh, and also the pace of the reopening in China. Um, as as we go um, through 2023, Um, we see the market fairly balanced, um, you know, through to the end of the year into the first quarter, which is the weakest demand quarter seasonally. Um, But, you know, assuming we do get a million barrels taken off the market from Russia, then that combined with the reopening in China, I think is going to push the market back into deficit, certainly in the second half of the year. Uh, And oil prices will go back to uh, $100 a barrel. Just quickly, Neil, this uh, OPEC Plus meeting on Sunday, it's happening online, not in person. Does it mean anything? Does it mean nothing? I think it signifies that uh, OPEC are likely to maintain current policy. Um, Obviously, the two million barrels a day cut that they made um, earlier on this this, this year received a lot of criticism from the US. Uh, I think as we come into this uh, meeting, I think they will be watching the data very closely. And there's, you know, clearly a lot of uncertainty around uh, what is exactly going to happen to Russian crude. And I think that, um, you know, they're very likely to roll over, um, you know, the existing policy and, and really, you know, have a look at things again in the new year uh, when we start to see data coming through. So I, I think the significance okay. of online is is that we, we should see, expect status quo to
1: prevail. Neil, thank you very much for being with us. Neil Beveridge, Senior Oil Analyst at Sanford C. Bernstein.